breaking down what's up. What's up? This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Flames pressing down in the corner, swinging it around on the near side for Rasmus Anderson. A long shot, and they score! It went right through Hutchinson and was laying behind him when he thought he had covered it up. And that will end any thought of a first goal for Austin Matthews because the Calgary Flames have scored the first goal of the game. Well, the way the night started, you just got the sense it wasn't going to be Toronto's night. Leafs fall 3-0 here to the Calgary Flames. It's time for Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9. The fan, Nick Alberga, joined alongside Gord Stellick on Twitter, at the Golden Muzzy, at Gord Stellick, Sam McKee, and Andrew Holland along for the ride as well. As per usual, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will drop by. We'll go to Zoom as well here from the participants in tonight's game. But Gord just had that feeling. It's something about February 22nd, I think. <laughs> you're talking Happy about anniversary the, Gord. yes 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 we're talking about the zamboni goaltender and you know maybe uh because of covid world there was not enough team counseling uh involved <laughs> for all the players to fully exercise that memory yeah they were um they were offensively impotent for want of a better mm. word a year ago and um had some chances today though had some chances you know the uh, w- one thing i am glad about speaking about goaltenders well first of all february 22nd bang bang like, we hear the two number one goaltenders can't play. Like, yeah. I don't know what Calgary made their announcement two minutes before uh, Toronto made their announcement about Markstrom versus uh, Freddie Anderson. And uh, so Michael Hutchinson, which you heard that first goal of the game relatively early by Sam Bennett, which was a softy, and you thought, oh, my God, here we go again. Well, no, to his credit, he, play, he played half decent after that. 34-33 um, shots on goal favored the Leafs. 0 for 7. Oh, my God, for seven on the power play, the Toronto Maple Leafs compared to two for five for the Calgary Flames. So not just the offense, the power play just did not have it. You're right. And with that in mind, Gord, let's bring in Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. Luke, thanks so much for doing this. It's funny, Luke, if you were to tell me going into tonight's game that special teams would play a factor and a positive factor for one team or another, I would have thought the Leafs would win this game. But it was the exact opposite, wasn't it? Absolutely. Uh, this was their least effective power play performance of the season, 0 for 7, uh, by a long shot. I, I, I was just looking it up, and the, the previous worst is they went 0 for 3 against Ottawa one night. So uh, it's not very often you get seven chances with the man advantage. One of those was uh, a 5 on 3, and the last one was a 6 on 4 because they pulled Hutch and, and tried to get a goal that way. and. Nothing was getting by Big Save Dave tonight. Um, so special teams teams were a major factor. Another big factor, I think, was that, was that Calgary scored first. Um, I think uh, people in this city have kind of gotten used to Austin Matthews open up the scoring. And Toronto plays a lot different when they have the lead than when, when they're trying to fight back from one. Um, and I wonder if that was maybe the thinking of Sheldon Keith by loading up that top line. Maybe he thought because the, the group had so many injuries, if they could load up with a, an all-star line and get an early lead, maybe they could hang on. But Calgary uh, got that Sam Bennett goal, and then special teams kind of took care of the rest. Yeah, and you know we'll talk a bit about going down one nothing, going down 2 at uh, 2 nothing, and all that, which hasn't happened at least very often. But, Luke, when you mentioned special teams, the strange thing was, even though Calgary ends up being 2-for-5 on the power play, 
Maple Leafs, how many chances did they have shorthanded? And Ilya Mikheyev yeah. in particular. I mean, the, oh. the, the shorthanded Grabner? was way. And, and yeah, well, God love Nick Alberga. I think you saw his tweet. He just said, he just said, is he becoming the 2021 version of Michael Grabner is uh, Ilya Mikheyev? Let, let's hope that's not the case. But holy mackerel, he couldn't have created better chances. And there were a couple others there, too, that were doozies. And just just could like, I mean, clear cut bake breakaways when they were shorthanded that they didn't get on the power play or even strength and just couldn't put it in. That That's a sport, right? On one end, McKayev has this golden opportunity, you know, to tie the game up. And on the other, on the, the very same power play, Kachuk gets a, a, his blade on a tip, and all of a sudden it's 2 nothing, and it, it makes it that much harder to come back. I really like McKayev as a penalty killer. Um, he's really impressed me this season in terms of his decision-making. Uh, you know, there's been a few times where he's had the puck in the offensive zone uh, on the PK, and then he circled it back to his own defenders just to kill another, you know, five seconds or something. Uh, you know, you just want to see some hands and finish. Spezza had a good chance on, on the PK as well, um, the, on a two-on-one that was well played by, I think it was Anderson. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, they, they just couldn't get on the board. And, you know, you, you don't score a goal. <laughs> stuff to win the game and especially with Michael Hutchison thrown in as kind of a surprise starter uh you got to give the guy a little bit of run support always a great surprise on a Monday during a pandemic I tell you with Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca it's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic breaking down a three nothing loss here to the uh Calgary Flames on Leafs Nation post game now you know it's quite a day and again Luke we've talked at nauseum throughout this season how different it, ha- it has been for you covering this team uh, was this indirectly load management, what we saw today from the Maple Leafs with the bevy of players out of the lineup? Oh, I don't think so. No? Uh, you know, I, I, I wonder about uh, how much pain Joe Thornton's in. I mean, I guess that's the guy you're probably thinking in terms of load management. Uh, there was a couple heavy hits that he took in the, in the Montreal game Saturday night. I mean, I think that the Habs threw over 40 hits at the Leafs that mm-hmm. night. And there was a couple where I was like, oh, that's got to hurt if you're just coming back from a sore rib. So I wonder if, if he was in a little bit of pain. Um, because we, we have to remember, you know, <laughs> ribs, you know, yes, it may be healed enough for you to play, but it's still a little sensitive when you're, you're playing in the NHL. So I wonder if he was in a little bit of pain. I guess the good news is that he's day-to-day. Hyman's just a trooper, right? He, he blocks two shots off the same foot in one week, um, finishes both games. Um, but if Hyman's anywhere close to playing, uh, I think he, he suits up just because they need him so bad. Um, and then the Muslim one's kind of interesting because they, they needed uh, the sound like they need the swelling to go down uh, or to get a better look at the bone uh, that was cracked in his face to know when he'll be back. But uh, Keith said that when he does come back, he'll be wearing a full shield for sure. So a uh, rough string of injuries. Uh, good mm-hmm. news is that um, Campbell, um, you know, things are progressing well, so we may see him in a week or so. But, um, you know, you throw Wayne Simmons into the mix, and, and the Leafs have really been hit with the injury bug. Well, yeah, and, and again, it was because you're not there for the skates and things like that, like before, just like bang, 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 a lot of surprises. And uh, mm. I, I was, you know, the Freddie Anderson one, and we would talk, Luke, like the heady days, and most Leafs Nation post game have been pretty heady shows about the Leafs' performance. But once Campbell got hurt and you just said, you know, you're a Freddie and, and Anderson injury away from what you really wanted to avoid. And 
uh, that's not meant to be personal against Michael Hutchinson. I guess you can't help but be personal that way, but it really isn't. I mean, that's why they got Aaron Dell, you know, the whole thing and tried to keep the third goaltender, didn't wave him through till they had, till something came up, you know, it just, so all of a sudden, yeah, you're back again. And again, I will say that, you know, the guy got no luck last year, got no team support last year because the team was really in a rut. Um, there were a lot more positives, I thought about his performance tonight, but again, the early thing, the bad first goal, you know, the bad first goal, and that's just a tough one for any goaltender, and if he's going to play a few more games, hopefully he can play more like, you know, last game, just, you know, be steady over 60 minutes and and, and get his share of Ws, but this is not what you, this is not what you signed up for this year. No, I mean, they signed him to be the fourth string goalie, right, to have uh, a veteran presence with the Marlies and to fulfill uh, the proper requirements to expose a goalie in the expansion draft. I mean, that's mostly why they signed him and, and for depth. I mean, I'm sure Kyle Dubas was, you know, he's a smart guy. I'm sure he thought there was some threat that if they had to put Aaron Dell on waivers, they may lose him. So, uh, you know, they wanted a third stringer, but here we are. And Hutchison has now started as many games as Jack Campbell. I mean, that that's, that's the way hockey goes. Right. Um, and especially this season, we're seeing it all over the league, how important depth is. Um, yeah, as for that first goal that Sam Bennett, you know, I think he, he called it on the broadcast. He called it one of the easiest goals he's ever had. All he had to do was tap it in. And, and you know, watching Freddie enough, you, you would imagine that he just gobbles that one up and there's no rebound sitting there on a platter for, for Bennett. And that kind of sets the tone. But um, like I said before, I really think when your backup goalie's in there, you got to score some. And, thing, you know, they hit some posts. Uh, Bear Banoff, I think, ringed a couple off Riddick's face. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those nights they weren't getting the balances. And you got to look at it from the other side. The Flames needed this way more than Toronto needed it. Um, so they came out with a little bit of jump. Yeah, you're right. There was that element of desperation when it comes to the Calgary Flames. And and certainly, I think, you know, Leafs fans can sleep okay tonight knowing that, you know, Hutchinson was okay. He made 30 saves and they didn't score goals. So, I mean, you really can't blame the the, the goaltender, whatever string he is in this game. With Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. So, Nylander plays a season-high 21-52. John Tavares plays 22-30. What was your read on Sheldon Keefe deciding to put Tavares with Matthews and Marner and have Nylander uh, drive, drive his own line? I thought it was to get John going offensively five on five to, to reward him. Um, I'm sure it crossed his mind. Should I put Nylander up there? Because he did play Nylander with, uh, you know, basically the hottest duo in hockey there uh, last Thursday in the Ottawa game to try and give him a jump. But I think maybe he thought he didn't re- want to reward Nylander um, for, uh, for his performance Saturday towards the end of the game. Um, and, that, and that's not something he said. That's just me speculating. But I, th- I think he wants, wanted to get John going, and I, I think that's why he tried it. But, you know, they were getting caved in. Uh, they, they were giving up more shots. They were on for that Bennett goal against. Uh, they, they weren't dominating. I mean, you form an all-star line like that and put your, your three highest-paid players all out at the same time, you don't want to just have a shutdown line. You want to you score a bunch of goals. Um, so I think he thought maybe – we're a little shorthanded tonight. Maybe if we load it up, we can get an early lead. I think that may have been his thinking. He, I don't think he's uh, spoken yet here, but we'll find out soon enough. 
Yeah, talking to Brent, Go- uh, Brent Go- Gunning and Josh Goldberg in the first intermission, it's funny, uh, I think it was Brent said right off the bat, oh my God, memories of Columbus. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yes, and And exactly. Marner ended up playing 26 plus minutes. And, but, I, but to your point, with Thornton being out, he had something to try. And I, I liked him trying that. But to go back to uh, the point you and Nick discussed earlier, you know, the Calgary Flames were a whole load of hurt of late. And the Maple Leafs have been able to avoid that. And hopefully they can for 56 regular uh, games this season. But right now it's Vancouver in Calgary that are in, in, a, in a world of hurt and good on them just flat out good on the Calgary Flames you know you need a, to win a game quite often you need an excellent goaltending performance and you need the team to step up a little bit and do those kind of things in the Calgary Flames that would have been a deep hole to lose four in a row so I give them full marks and they got embarrassed right losing 7-1 in the Battle of Alberta where it's it's supposed to be you know, neck and neck and, and, and kind of a a real tough affair, and Connor McDavid just kind of put on a show. Um, so it's not just that they've lost a bunch in a row. It's kind of how they lost and, and by wide margins. Um, so this is big for them, and, it, and good for Riddick, too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they've really leaned on Markstrom in the first part of the year. Uh, and, you know, you flash back a year and a half or so, and, and Riddick was at the, uh, at the All-Star game for representing this team. And there was much discussion of, over whether he's a true number one. And the second they signed Markstrom, all of a sudden he's their bonafide number one. And Riddick has really taken a back seat and hardly been used. Uh, and he didn't have a, a good first showing. So for him to come in into the, you know, the number one team in, in the league and, and pitch a shutout, I mean, that that's a big confidence booster for that team. And, and this is, you know, I've, I've heard people in Calgary describe this road trip um, this Ontario road trip for them is kind of a make or break stretch of the season. And because of the nature of the division, you don't want to tumble too far. Uh, And it seemed to me almost as if the Calgary flames had taken the Vancouver Canucks spot of everyone kind of pointing the fingers and wondering where, where the next shoe is going to drop. Um, And I think it's just kind of the nature of everything being an interdivisional game that the urgency and the, and the panic, um, is much higher this season as soon as you lose three or four in a row. Yeah, something seems to be brewing in La Belle Provence, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Luke, thanks so much for your time tonight. appreciate it. Uh, I thought they were a juggernaut. I know. <laughs> I guess not anymore. Eh? Thanks, Luke. Yeah. Okay, bye. There you have it. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. A 3 nothing loss here to the Calgary Flames, Gordon. I think we touched, uh, you know, clearly on a variety of points. Uh, the special teams were the biggest factor to me. Toronto 0 for 7, Calgary 2 for 5. And of that 2 0 for 7 for the Maple Leafs is the fact that they had a minute and change in, what, a minute and a half of 5 on 3 in the second period. It was, it was very reminiscent and similar to the other night against Montreal where, the, you know, the urgency wasn't there, if that makes sense, from that 5 on 3 power play, right? Bang on. Well, you know, what's yeah. funny the word urgency, keep in mind they opened that second period uh, or they opened the period yep. last week with no urgency. It was the worst start to a five on three. And then they got the goal with a second left in the, in the first penalty. So then bang, bang. But yeah, this one, it just, it just completed the whole time that they had that sense of non-urgency. And that, that was, that was exactly the word. And I know it's not a deliberate word because part of it is, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in control of things and that you, but you don't want to overreact. You, you got a plan in place. You've been successful, but yeah, it just, it just went out there and it felt like, like you said, a Monday in COVID world in February, a year anniversary of a bad memory, and you just found out you got a whack of injuries, and you're not so keen about playing. Yeah, it just felt like all night they were up against some force, right? Maybe it's a David Ayres force or something. Like, I don't know if you saw this, too. Did you see Pierre Engvall dump the puck in on the power play in the first period? I laughed at that. Yes. 
Yes, no. But, what and, was and, that? And it, guy made a great play later on. Just, but but you're <laughs> yes. right. No, the, like, but those are the ones, Nick, that you're watching a game and you and you kind of go like, you know, like that's a mental error. There's other things you you can't help. Like some when a player falls down, you can't get ticked at him. I know it's annoying if it's a two on zero breakaway and they score, but the guy fell down. But other things like that, you kind of go, hey, is your is your head in the game? You you know what the coach is <sighs> looking for for people to establish themselves on the third and fourth line. And you need a goal, and we need to get some tempo going. Need a lot of things, and and you're gonna do you're gonna do that. Yeah, uh, I, I that one really stood out. Yeah, but again, he wasn't the only guy who struggled, and he only played uh, sparingly on the power play. I think that was his only shift. But it was just really, really bizarre for me to dump the puck in when you have a man advantage. But so be it. Again, Austin Matthews scored. We've talked how hot this guy has been. It had to end eventually. Uh, you know, the 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 point streak, whether it be 16 unofficially or 13 officially. Just the second game of the season, Gord, Austin Matthews held pointless, but he had opportunities in this game. Just no puck luck, I thought, overall for the Leafs in this game. Yeah, no, not that either. And again, good on the Calgary Flames, whatever it was. Uh, I, I mean, the Leafs, the chances came more from Mikhaev on breakaways. Spets had a pretty good one. I mean, Morgan Riley, they thought he put one in, then Tavares looked like. So, I mean, yeah, there was on those. But but you're, you're right, as far as Matthews and Marner, usually after a game, you're talking about a goal each or two goals for Matthews and chances that way. And uh, flat out didn't. And uh, and they got lots of ice time. And it's going to happen over an 82-game season. It's going to happen over a 56-game season. So, Gord, we're going to play Sheldon Keefe, obviously, later on. But quotes coming out from him speaking right now. It says, uh, Frederick Anderson is day-to-day. That's all I got for you. Um, where is your level of concern when it comes to Jack Campbell not being ready, where they're at in the standings right now, and the fact that Michael Hutchinson is the number three goalie for this team? Like when you go past Highway 48 and has like the, the whole fire thing, you know, like about forced fire thing, yellow, orange, whatever, there. the color kind of thing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay. I, I don't, I don't like doing the chick a little, little thing. So I'm not doing, nope. so I'm going to, I'm going to use the word, not panic, not whatever. I'm very concerned. I, uh, yeah. uh, goaltending injuries, you know, the Ottawa senators are still waiting for Dominic Hasek's nagging groin injury from the Olympics. <laughs> And uh, basically, what a you know, reference. Good, well, good on the great, great late Ray Emery, how he played. But no, I mean, Ottawa had a team that was vying for Stanley Cup back then. And he never he never got back and was able to play. And uh, I, I just uh, I, I'm a little concerned with both those goaltenders being out. So, um, yeah, day to day, that could mean week to week. But uh, we shall see. It's like, here we go again. That was my feeling as soon as I saw that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm curious to get your perspective. You know, I'm into the gambling world. We know the NHL is headed towards gambling. You're on the other side of the spectrum in management. Where where do you sit on on being more transparent with lineup news, injury news? Because to throw this, and maybe it's sheer coincidence. Do you think it was coincidence and just that, that minutes apart, both number one goalies out of the game tonight? Um, I Nick, I 100%. Uh, agree with you 100% in that once a partnership has been uh, formed which it has with gaming uh, because that's there's a lot of revenue there's revenue opportunities it's it's not considered dirty anymore uh, I don't know what changed it from being dirty I, I guess you're not in Vegas with showgirls and free alcohol front I don't whatever <laughs> you know things can be done a little bit easier nowadays so now that you were in that business that absolutely 
Absolutely. There has to be uh, an emphasis put on uh, who your starting goaltender is and any injuries uh, much earlier than it was announced tonight. And, and, and if it came down to, um, it w- you know, a reason it was a late announcement, the league would have to investigate. I got to believe they're going to do that because it is a partnership now. It is they They are taking a, a, a cut of it and they're cooperating with it. And uh, I know it from you, and I know it from our son Justin. That prop bets are a way things are going to uh, a way of the future. So um, that's that's something they really have to clean up. And I know people were all over Twitter as soon as the news went down, and quite the troll job saying take the over in this game, and then we only hit three goals. Right? Who would have expected that from Michael Hutchinson uh, and David Riddick? But that's certainly one of the stories in this game. Just an off night, but again, Gord, the luxury of this schedule as we go to break, uh, the Maple Leafs get another crack at Calgary on Wednesday night, right? Yeah, and I, I've, you know, uh, I remember there was a TV show called Eight is Enough. I've decided two is enough. Uh, three, yeah. uh, three I'm not big on, but uh, I like the two. I like the two, and in future, you know, when you make long trips uh, like Calgary to Toronto, and um, may, maybe it should be considered. And I know even as we talk about the almighty dollar, uh, certainly mm-hmm. in, in the near future, like a lot of places, a lot of companies, they're, they're going to look at expenses in, in a very different way than they did up till March 11th last year. Imagine covering Arizona and St. Louis the last couple of weeks. You squared off in a weird seven-game series. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga here on Leafs Nation. Post-game still to come. We'll hear some Zoom conversations. Sheldon Keefe and others. A 3-0 loss here for the Maple Leafs against the Calgary Flames. The out-of-town scoreboard. Trevor Zegras making his NHL debut tonight, among other storylines. The Florida Panthers continue to roll, so we'll get to that later on. This is Leafs Nation post-game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. We need to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Fed back to Giordano. In along the boards, Goodrow back to Giordano. Wrist shot coming. Scores! A tip in front of Michael Hutchinson. And instead of a tie game, it's 2-0 Calgary. Yeah, too bad Jake Muzzin not in the lineup. He and Matthew Kachuk, best friends, but uh, not really. Breaking down a 3-0 loss here to the Calgary Flames. Kachuk snapping a nine-game goalless drought in the process. Leafs Nation postgame continues here on Sportsnet 5-9. The fan Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. And I think for the first time of three matchups so far this season, I really noticed Matthew Kachuk tonight, Gord. And maybe um, there's, there's correlation to draw again with no Jake Muzzin in the lineup. Uh, yeah, these seem to be the kind of games that, uh, you know, whether it's Josh Anderson or whatever it may be, there's just that, uh, little bit of sandpaper that Jake Muzzin gives the Maple Leafs, but we just saw Ottawa and, uh, it's hard mm-hmm. to ignore Brady Kachuk. Boy, I, I love these Kachuk guys. And, uh, but, but you're right against the Toronto Maple Leafs first two. He, he wasn't, uh, Matthew, that was, wasn't a standout, but tonight, uh, you got the full Kachuk value. An all-time uh, showdown with the Hughes brothers, uh, among others, <laughs> and the brothers around this league. I mean, it would be a lot of fun, but you're right. The Kachuk brothers are uh, doing their thing for their respective squads here in Canada right now. Uh, for now, we're going to head down to the Zoom podium where we're here from Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, a couple of things. Just uh, a couple of the players talking about the Flames' desperation tonight and how that wasn't matched. What you saw from your vantage point, and then if we could get uh, an update on Anderson too, please. Yeah, I thought it was clear that the other team had a little more urgency tonight, for sure. Uh, I thought our team played like one that was expecting expecting things to go uh, bad and to not go our way today, rather than making it go our way. So I, I didn't like, you know, I didn't like our, our mindset, uh, you know, 
in that sense. Um, sorry, what was the second part of your question? What was the second part there, Terry? Yeah, sorry, Sheldon. Uh, just a, an update on, on Fred. Uh, he's he's day to day. That's all I got for you. So I don't I don't know what what's going to happen uh, from here. Thanks. Next, next up, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, two questions for you as well, Sheldon. Uh, the first one: um, Is this the kind of game that you're that worries you, or is it the sort of game where you say that's not really us and uh, work to be better next time? I th I mean. I think this is our 20th game of the season so i think we've we've shown that this is not us the second question just about alexander barabinov tonight um putting him where he did he seemed to have a pretty good game from my point of view what did you think of how he played yeah i thought he had i thought he had good jump uh, from the early early going in the game uh, he was on the puck uh you know a strike to his game is you know, is when he gets to play, uh, you know, in the offensive zone. And, and I thought Willie had really great legs today and, and really got the puck there for that line. And, uh, you know, he did some good things. Uh, his game got stalled a bit just because there's so many penalties, uh, you know, and, and had to sit for long periods of time. Uh, but, you know, I thought he, uh, he had some good looks today, hit the poster, crossbar in there in the third. Uh, so that was positive. Next up, we'll go to Chris Johnston, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Sheldon, obviously, I guess Travis Dermott's affected similarly by all those power plays, but I just wonder what you, what you thought of his game uh, that you saw. Yeah, I thought he was fine. I'd have to watch the video back, you know, for more specifics, um, you know, specifics within his game. But I, I, I think jumped out uh, as any issues. Uh, so I, I would say it was a fine game for him. And last one here, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, what did you feel was missing on the power play tonight? I guess the guys were saying there's a few good chances early on, but maybe the lack of scoring there led to, to other things as it went on. What did you see? <clears throat> yeah, I, I thought it was real slow. Um, I do agree. I think, you know, if you get one there, you know, the, get one in the first there with the chances we had, well, smashes it off the crossbar, you know, John gets a rebound, they pull it right off the goal line. That's essentially the difference in the first period. I mean, they had one get behind our goalie and, and squeak through and they put it in. We had one behind their goalie and he pulls it off the line. Um, that essentially is, you know, is the difference in the score in the first period. Uh, maybe if it goes in, it's a bit of a different game for us, but clearly special teams were the difference here today. Special teams, just because there were so many uh, power plays both ways, there was no real flow to the game at all at five on five. Uh, they get two power play goals. We got nothing to show for ours. You know, they get a squeaker to start the game. That's that's the game. Coming into this game, what was the thought process with, with loading up the big guys and just what did you see from them when they were out there together? Well, I just thought, you know, <clears throat> Couple of things. Obviously, our depth has taken a significant hit uh, here in the last little bit. You know, Hyman and uh, Thornton in particular, and then you can add Simmons to that even. Um, so, you know, Matthews and Marner have been going so well. Wanted to not to disrupt that line uh, too much, and uh, didn't love a lot of the options there uh, to provide the type of things that that Joe's brought to the line. So, I uh, thought putting John there. 
you know, might give us a chance to, to have one line that could really go tonight. And I uh, thought we'd just have to, you know, sort of get get good shifts and stay even on the rest. Uh, obviously, didn't play out that way. I think, uh, you know, none of those guys, I, I don't think, had strong games. But I also think the power play, being what it was, uh, took the wind out of a lot of the things five on five. Okay, there's Sheldon Keefe following a 3-0 loss here at Scotiabank Arena to the Calgary Flames. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame. What did you make of what uh, Coach Keefe had to say, Gord? Well, I, I was looking at this while he's talking. Like yeah. Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, uh, William Nylander, John Tavares all played about 10 minutes on the power play, and Morgan mm-hmm. Riley played just under 10. So to the point, I mean, wow, they were out there forever. And that's yes. what made the time on ice just just all out of whack. I mean, the fourth line could have gone on an Uber Eats run or something like that. <laughs> you know, just and nice uh, it it's uh, yeah, and, and it, it's not. So when you get shut out, that that just flat out didn't work. So it's not even just that he put Tavares with that line. That line had an incredibly inordinate number of power play chances, and he talks about yeah, the power play killed the flow. But you got seven chances, right? So it killed, and you got zero for seven on that. So yeah, it 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 was a game that this line had extraordinary chances or amount of time on the power play, but never really could get seem to get going like they normally do. And I know they were stripped of their depth, but that's certainly one of the things I noticed. How they just stayed out there for the entire two minutes every power play, and I just think as the game goes on, you you know wears away at you. And I think in the, in the latter half of the game, the the legs just didn't seem to be there for the Leafs as it was maybe in the first period, Gord. Yeah, and I think there's a you know the the mental part of that, uh, you know the mental part about that when you're struggling or losing or whatever it be and you know Riddick he yeah. made some big saves and Hutchinson had some decent saves too along the way but the Calgary goaltender you know really played phenomenal that way yeah yeah it just you know you get uh you you, you just yeah you're, you're not what we're used to seeing whatever it's like you got out the wrong side of the bed and you just can't get going and can't get going and you know it, it, you always thought if they got that one goal then you see okay because we've seen we've seen that before from the Leafs they you know they're kind of like a, a shark seen some blood and all of a sudden there's a second goal 15 seconds later and on and on and on, and that and that just wasn't going to happen tonight. A classic case of the Mondays. We all know how that feels. The Maple Leafs fall three nothing. Um, Austin Matthews's point streak, officially or unofficially, at that sixteen and thirteen respectively, was going to end at some point in time. It did tonight. He had ample opportunity, just just couldn't cash. It was just one of those nights all around this Maple Leafs lineup. We hear now from Austin Matthews. Austin, just wonder your thoughts on uh, on the game tonight. Uh... You guys looked a little bit out of sync to start things off. Uh, how did you see the game going? Um, yeah, I just think uh, we didn't really have a, a lot of jump uh, to start the game with. And um, you know, obviously they played uh, uh, very desperate tonight. Um, you know, things haven't uh, probably haven't really been going the way that they've wanted to lately. And uh, they definitely came out with a purpose tonight. And, um, you know, we didn't, uh, we didn't really have any pushback. I know you care more about winning than scoring, but your own personal little scoring streak came to an end. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, really care less to talk about, that, to be honest. Fair enough. Thanks a lot. Next up, we'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Awesome. What do you think of the, 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 the um, sorry, the play of the three of you tonight in the line with John up there? Uh, I mean, you know, I just don't think, uh, you know, myself, uh, uh, Mitchie, um, I just didn't really think we had good legs in those first, uh, probably that first period and a half, two periods. Um, but, um, I mean, that's on us, John, uh, you know, John played well and, uh, you know, we really didn't support him there in those first two periods. And then obviously, uh, 
jumbled up the lines a bit. And I thought uh, that third period, we um, you know, definitely played better at the puck uh, a lot more in their zone, created some good chances that uh, you know, we just couldn't capitalize on. But uh, I mean, in the end, it's, uh, you know, getting it going in the third period, uh, you know, really isn't uh, acceptable. It's a little bit too late for that. Some of the issues you're talking about tonight, did that bleed into the power play then, do you think, the chemistry and that sort of thing? Uh, yeah, maybe. I, uh, I mean, I don't know, actually. We had some pretty good looks there on that power play and, um, you know, in the first period. And then uh, I think the rest of it, uh, just a little bit out of sync. So Clearly some disappointment coming out of the mouth of uh, Austin Matthews tonight in a 3 nothing loss. And that's going to happen when you're, you're shut down. One of the best offenses in hockey is shut down. But, Gord, uh, I don't know if Calgary is going to hold them down forever, right? <laughs> Oh, I don't think, yeah. I'd, I'd like to get someone, Nick, that just is honest and just gushes that, hey, you know, we lost we lost 7-2, but I scored both goals. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be and, great for the and, game. Maybe and, it's Pasternak. I know. And then and I, I passed, yeah, I passed Pasternak tonight because I scored two goals, and oh, we'll get points down the road, but, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, seven, that nah, wasn't my fault. I had my man most of the time, but I got two goals. Anyway, it's just These guys a, are trained, Gord. I oh, was thinking about that right away. I'm yeah. like, of course he cares. He's not going to say it, but of course he cares, and that's what makes Austin Matthews so great, and that's he's so cerebral. Like, he loves yeah. scoring goals, and I got no problem with that, Gordo. Yeah, and he just said what, whatever the line was, we had no pushback or what, whatever the term may be, yeah. kind of whenever yeah. uh, they got challenged, whenever there were the little battles and whatever, uh, and we watched it, uh, they, yeah, for whatever, good on the Calgary Flames, give them credit, but yeah, in this in this uh, COVID experience, you do get a chance to go back on them on Wednesday, and of course, uh, we have that game on, on, on the fan. Can't wait for that one for sure. Uh, meantime, John Tavares, the captain, played 22-30 in this loss. Let's hear what uh, JT had to say. Welcome, John. First up, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. John, um, both Austin and uh, Travis said before you that it felt like the team was just a bit flat tonight, that you didn't really have your legs at least to start. Uh, is there a reason for that? Or do you agree with that? And uh, like, what do you think happened out there? Yeah, I mean, maybe we didn't have as much jump as we've had some nights where we, we've come out really strong and dicta really dictated the play. Uh, you know, you guys asked me about them being a desperate team. I think they showed that throughout the night um, early as well. And uh, regardless of how you feel, uh, we got to find ways to get our game going and, and uh, work to get the results. Sometimes it's uh, um, come out uh, uh, on fire and we're moving well. Sometimes we got to find our game, work our way into it. And at times we did, and at times obviously we didn't. Special teams was a big part of tonight too. We'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Hey John, just your thoughts on the on the play of the line getting moved to, to play with Mitch and uh, Austin, and um, perhaps why it wasn't didn't appear to be quite in sync tonight. Um, yeah, it's a great opportunity to play with those two guys. Obviously, um, you know, two of the best in the league. So, um, you know, I think just early on, uh, we probably as a group uh, just just trying to get our game going. I think as a team, we weren't as sharp like we just talked about. So. Uh, I thought as we got uh, we got going um, throughout the first and into the second, uh, generated some momentum and some good chances. Uh, had some looks around that. Obviously, there was a, there was a lot of special teams tonight as well. Um, and then Kiefer changed it up and changed it up in the third. So um, yeah, just try to create opportunities and, and capitalize when you get them. Thanks. And last one here, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. John, what, what did you feel was missing on the power play tonight, I guess, and especially on, on the five-on-three chance? Yeah, we just uh, – I think there was a couple of power plays where uh, we were uh, hounding the puck well, uh, executing uh, our passes, which uh, allows us to uh, 
beat their pressure and get into the middle of the ice and get some good looks. We, we had some chances, you know, Mo hit the crossbar. And then after that, I just, I wasn't able to follow through. So I just tried to chip it towards the net and, and, and hope across the line. He, he made a good save right on the goal line. And it was just one of those nights. It felt like, um, and then uh, we just kind of got away from it at times where I don't think we were as sharp. Um, we didn't support the puck well enough and, and we didn't uh, just execute to, uh, uh, you know, break down their pressure and get better looks. So there is John Tavares and Gord pretty much echoing our, our sentiments throughout this show, eh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, uh, his hair is pretty long, huh, John Tavares? I just thinking, I, you know, I, you know, it's just funny. You're just, uh, they should have blamed it on Elliot Friedman's turtleneck that, they, you know, they finally saw it afterwards <laughs> Elliot or Burgundy? something. Yeah, Elliot, Ron, Ron Burgundy, Elliot Friedman. I guess, I mean, God love these guys. You're just, you're just trying to come up with stuff, right? You're trying to come up with stuff like, you know, we're going to go to bed soon at some point. You'll stay up later than I do or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then, but if someone, if you have to answer about a day that wasn't the greatest, you know, or what, you know, just one of those days at work or in life that just didn't go like normal and you, you got to keep coming up with stuff. Uh, it, 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 I, I could see that being, uh, I could see that being hard and tiring. Every day is Groundhog Day, at least here in Toronto. Lockdown will end in the year 2025, I think. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. The Maple Leafs lose 3-0 here to the Calgary Flames. We'll wrap things up after this. The out-of-town scoreboard and get you set for Wednesday. Uh, game two of this mini two-game series at home again to the Calgary Flames. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 at the Fan. Don't worry, we'll turn the lights off when we leave. But we're not done yet. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, Leafs fall to 14-4-2 on the season. A 3-0 loss to the Calgary Flames. This is Leafs Nation postgame. Wrapping things up here on Sportsnet 590. The fan, Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stellick. The out-of-town scoreboard before we go. Some finals. The Islanders scored 3-2 over the Buffalo Sabres. The first of five games. Yes, five games. The golden unicorn of schedules for the Sabres this week. Uh, Jeff Skinner, a healthy scratch. Ouch. That's expensive. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that's been going on, but, you know, they battled. They won one on the weekend, but that's a nice win for the Islanders. And just like uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are really flexing their muscle, right? The Atlantic Division, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Boston, Tampa Bay, uh, Florida even, you know, you name it. They've been the creme de la creme, and they beat a real good Carolina team 4-2 uh, to two tonight. You're right, and you talk about Florida Sunrise as well. The Panthers had 29 shots on goal in the second period. Chris Drieger's an exceptional story. 7-1-1 one, one in the year, uh, 24 saves. The Panthers uh, defeat the Dallas Stars 3-1. You sort of feel for Rick Bonus and company in Dallas. Just can't get going this year because the inconsistency in games, right? Well, and then the the, the weather thing, which was just, yeah. you know, as we learned, I mean, real dire and tragic in places in Texas. What happened last year? You're at, no, you're right about that. It's kind of a tough. This is like their second restart that way. And, uh, you know, the, the Los Angeles Kings, Gabe Velarde gets one of the two goals. That's been a nice story because, you know, some injury woes, some questions about him. They took him, what, 11th overall. And it's a, it's a bummer when you're rebuilding if your first-round pick, you know, can't contribute. And he's really really finding a role. They're up 2 nothing with three minutes left against St. Louis. I documented in my uh, 20 fantasy thoughts on Sunday just the fountain of youth by all these veterans being uh, found You know, early in this season. Joe Thorne, Jason Spezza here with the Maple Leafs, Dustin Brown, Jonathan Quick playing tonight for the Los Angeles Kings. 
you know, Zidane Ochara, uh, you know, it, Mike Smith. But the, it just the, the list is endless, and it's really superb to see even in this season. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights up 3 nothing late in the second period on Colorado, a rematch of the Lake Tahoe game from this past weekend. Uh, Gord Trevor Zegras making his NHL debut tonight. He is a plus one. And the uh, goal-starved Anaheim Ducks, if you can believe this, have three goals early in the second period. They have three love on Arizona. Well, hey, uh, good on that. I like boy. He really impressed in the World Junior Tournament. Vegas being up yeah. 3 nothing. I got to wonder, Gabriel Landeskog kind of uh, said what a lot of Colorado players claim. They said they wanted to play after the first period on Saturday afternoon, and it was the Vegas boys that didn't want to play. Like, it was kind of mm-hmm. weird. Like, you know, we wanted to play, and you guys didn't. And I'm thinking, like, I don't know, if you took a poll, I, I, you, you see the ice there and the, the risk of Awful. injuries. I know, so it's kind of weird. But he said that even after the, what, midnight, whatever. So I don't know if Vegas decided they wanted to bounce back and win the next game and also a little pissed about these kind of comments that uh, they were they were the uh, a week of heart or something and, and uh, pushed to cancel it game that Colorado claims they still would have played in the afternoon. Yeah, the Avs are on the power play entering the second, and they scored the first goal. That's why they felt that way. Uh, Gord, excellent stuff, and we're going to do it again on Wednesday, starting with Leafs Nation pregame. Uh, can't wait. See you. Big bounce-back opportunity for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So there you have it, Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. 3 nothing loss to the Calgary Flames. Make sure you join us on the Sportsnet Radio Network on Wednesday, starting at 6.30 for Leafs Nation pregame. Many thanks to Luke Fox, Sam McKee, and Andrew Holland. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks for listening.